from New York City, border to border and coast to coast, you're connected with Tom Sullivan. Uh, yes, you are, and thank you for coming by. Happy Tuesday to you. Uh, it's Election Day in many places across the country today. It's the seventh day of November, 2023, one year uh, from the big Election Day for president next year. Comes up quick, doesn't it? So, the, 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 the complaining about Joe Biden has, um, has changed. Uh, I've, oh, I, I have certainly uh, added my com- list to the list of complaints, uh, my gripes, my grievances. Uh, I, I, I have been very concerned about his policies. I don't think they're good. I don't think they're good for the country. I do think that he t- has taken money uh, under the table, the millions of dollars that his family has collected. There's a lot I don't like about him. But we go along, and, and, and the, the Democrats have, have one tool in their, in their basket, and that is um, vote for our guy because you don't want to vote for Trump. All the people that don't like Trump or really don't like Trump or anti-Trump, Republicans, independents, all Democrats, nobody likes Trump in the Democrat ranks, um, but uh, but there's Republicans as well and independents who don't like him. So they say, well, see, he's, 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 Trump is not going to be able to win. There are Republicans that will be, in fact, they'll probably say it tomorrow night on the stage at, at the uh, debate in Miami. Uh, tomorrow night on NBC at 8 o'clock. And they'll be saying, I, I, he's, he can't beat uh, Biden. No, can't beat uh, Trump cannot beat Biden. That's that's going to be the mantra. But then we got the big, the big uh, poll over the weekend for the New York Times showing that Donald Trump is way ahead of of uh, Joe Biden, especially in the battleground states, where that will be the states that determine who is the next president. So Josh Barrow um, was on CNN earlier today. He writes a newsletter about politics and. Uh, this, was, this is CNN's audience listening to this. Here he is, Josh Barrow. It's too late to have an open contest for the Democratic nomination. The filing deadline's already passed in Nevada and New Hampshire. It's coming up in literally weeks in many states. I mean, the only person who stood up a campaign is Dean Phillips, as, as John Fetterman points out there. I mean, except for, you know, the, you know we count Marion Williamson. Um, and so the, unless you're going to try to elect Dean Phillips as the Democratic nominee, which I, you know, Dean Phillips didn't even really seem to want to be here. He's basically been spending months trying to convince somebody else to run. And he's like, well, if nobody else is going to do it, I'll do it. But the problem is that, you know, this is a conversation the Democratic Party, if it was going to have it, needed to have a year ago when there was a time for other people to stand up campaigns. Right now, you literally can't get on the ballot in some of these states. If Biden withdrew tomorrow, I suppose Kamala Harris would become the front runner for the nomination. And with the exception of these New York Times polls that came out this week that everyone's so freaked out about, it's the only poll I can find this election cycle that has Kamala running better than Biden in a general election against Donald Trump. There have been dozens of polls showing that she's an even worse candidate than, than Joe Biden to face Donald Trump. So basically, Democrats are, you know, th- th- this is where the party is stuck. And Biden needs to find a way to message his, his accomplishments better to reach voters who are less engaged. Biden's holding up pretty well 
with, for example, black and Hispanic voters who voted in the midterm elections, he hasn't had a lot of deterioration. The deterioration comes across all sorts of demographic groups with younger voters and with voters who are less engaged, who did not turn out in the midterms. He's going to need some of those people to turn out in 2024. I mean, one thing, Reid Hoffman uh, has, his, uh, has a research group for Democrats with some interesting research out this week. One thing is almost no voters are, are aware that U.S. oil and gas production is at a record right now. Right. Um, they're very aware that the president tried to cancel student loan debt. They hear him talk a lot about jobs. One key accomplishment the president has on cost of living, he doesn't talk about at all. That's one thing he could talk about, but, you know, he needs more than that. Yeah. Sounds to me like uh, old Josh Barrow has written off Joe Biden. They've written him off. So this is CNN listening to all this. Here's, here's another one. This is a... Uh, uh, a woman who is a political commentator for CNN, her name's Alice Stewart. She went down that same road. Listen to what she had to tell the CNN audience. The problem with this recent uh, New York Times Siena poll is that everyone likes to talk about polls or snapshots in time. This is a highlight on a trend of downward spiral for, for Joe Biden. His numbers, he has gone from ahead of Trump to head, to head with Trump. Now he's behind in these key five states. And when you have... Key Democrats, obviously Van Jones and the laundry list of people you said that this is a, a serious concern. Sidney Blumenthal as well, saying that he needs to take a serious look at what he's doing. Joe Biden needs to look at what does his legacy need to be? Does he want to be the person that beat Donald Trump? Or does he want to be the president that overstayed his welcome and potentially lost to Donald Trump? And because what he's doing is he is losing key voters, the black and youth vote. They're frustrated with him, A, on the, the fact that the student loan debt did not come forward. They're frustrated with his position on Israel. American people feel, 74% of American people feel they are worse off economically under his, uh, his actions. And Bidenomics, he's out there selling Bidenomics, and people aren't buying it. They're earning, earning less, they're, they're paying more, and they, they just don't have confidence in his state of the economy. And if I were a Democrat... I would be looking elsewhere. Hmm. That's what the CNN audience is hearing. Oh, wait a minute. Let's go to the guy who is uh, beloved by the Democrats. That is none other than uh, Van Jones. Let's see what Van Jones has to tell the CNN audience. I think people are, are, are nervous. People are nervous. And I think people keep telling those of us who are nervous that, you know, we're bedwetters, et cetera. I say, well, you know, invest in Pampers, uh, invest in Depends. Uh, we're still nervous. Nothing has changed. And, you know, they say, well, you know, you beat them before. Listen, if that were good logic, the same team would win the Super Bowl every year. That's not the right logic. The question is, Biden was the right answer for uh, coming out of four years of crazy with Donald Trump because the hope was he was going to end the crazy. The reality is he's done a great job, but the crazy is crazier than ever. And so that doesn't mean that the same guy that was good for you four years ago is where you want to go next. Uh, I agree that it might be a little bit too late. Some of us have been raising concerns earlier. Uh, I, look, we have the right to be concerned and nervous for our party, and we are right now. Yeah. I don't hear anything good, and I, I'm, I mean, I've had my share of complaints, but I'm, I'm playing for you the Democrat spokesman, if you will, and certainly talking to the heavy Democrat audience at CNN. And they're not saying a thing good about Joe Biden. David Axelrod and uh, James Carville. What do they have to say? Here they are. It just has to ask himself, is, is 
you know, is this the best path? This is probably the last moment uh, for him to do that check, and it's 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 probably good if he does. This is the equivalent of going to the doctor. Don't tell a guy he's got high blood pressure. You're just going to upset him and make him worse. I mean, that that's the medical malpractice equivalent of acting like nothing is happening when clearly something is happening. Yeah. Carvel says, quit acting like something like nothing is happening when something is happening. Carl Rove. All right, we'll swoop over and see what the Republican uh, voice is saying. Carl weighs in about what uh, whether this is bad for Joe Biden or not. Uh, they're in trouble, big trouble. And the fact that they can't admit it is uh, going to put them in even deeper trouble. The poll has a, a whole a galaxy of things that ought to concern the White House. Support among young uh, through the floor. Uh, support among Latinos dropping. Support among blacks. Uh, President Trump uh, has 22% of the black vote in the six battleground states. And the six battleground states themselves, only uh, of those six battleground states, the only one in which President Biden leads President Trump is in the state of Wisconsin, and he leads him by two. If President Trump flipped five of those six battleground states where he's in the lead today, by uh, he, he would go from 236 votes in the Electoral College to 289, and with it, take the White House. And that's not the end of the bad news. Hey, here's some worse news. The margin over Biden, they not only tested President Trump, but they tested Nikki Haley. In the six battleground states, Donald Trump is ahead of Joe Biden by a combined 4%. And if you take all six states together, about 3,300 sample, big sample, but Trump is up by 4. Nikki Haley, who's not as well known as either Biden or Trump, is up by 8 and a generic Republican, just simply saying, what if Biden, it's Biden against a generic Republican, Biden is behind by 16 points. So, you know, the, the, this is bad news for the White House. Uh, seven out of, better than seven out of ten in the survey in the battleground states say is too old. And, and better than two-thirds of them say he lacks the mental fitness, mental acuity and sharpness to be effective as president. Yeah, and I, then you I, get into the issues, and he's in trouble on those yeah, as well. I, I, yeah. So there's a new poll out today, Reuters, uh, Reuters, Reuters Ipsos poll um, shows that the support for Joe Biden is now down to 39 percent. 39 percent is the overall number. That is uh, slipping and continues to fall. He was at 40 percent in October. He was at 42 percent in September. So 42, 40, now 39. What's interesting about this Reuters poll is the number of people who rated a war and foreign conflicts as the number one problem for them that only 8% of them said that's the number one problem. Just 8 8% said, what, when asked the question, what is your number one problem? And they gave them a whole bunch of choices. And only 8% chose war and foreign conflicts. So we talk a lot about the war. You're aware of the war. You know what happened. It was a month ago today. Hamas massacred 1,400 Israelis, innocent civilians. A month ago today, and people are going, eh, huh. About that. Yeah, that concerns me. Like 8% say it's concerning. 
compared to what I always tell you, the number one concern that came out, 20% of the people said the economy. 9% crime, 7% the environment. So number one, by far, head and shoulders above everybody else, was the economy. I'm telling you, I, I, I keep telling you, every time, I don't go often, but when I go to the grocery store, I look at the, look at the amount, and I go, you're kidding me. Man, that's up from what it used to be. Phone number here to join the program is 855-295-6600. Be right back. Oh, good afternoon. Listen to you all the time. What a wonderful, intelligent show you have. Nobody can do it like this. Nobody. Nobody can do it like this. You're with Tom Sullivan. Um, I, there, there's, there's not a lot of good news for Joe. I mean, they're kind of basically throwing in the towel, and they're all saying, "Well, it's kind of late to get somebody else, but it's not, it's not too late." But this is uh, Nevada and New Hampshire. They've already locked up the the. You can't put your name on the ballot now. Uh, even John Fetterman, the guy from Pennsylvania. The guy who has tons of health problems. He sounded pretty good. And uh, in this little clip where he talks about the fact that there are two Democrat candidates running for president that are not Joe Biden. There are two. There are two additional Democrats running for Pennsylvania. Excuse me. Running for president. One is a congressman from Minnesota. The other one is the governor of California. But only one had the guts to announce it. Uh, he's already giving Newsom a hard time. Yeah, you don't have the guts to announce it. At least, at least the congressman, Dean Phillips from Minnesota, come out and said he's running. Uh, one more from Carl Rove about, you know, how he could possibly drop out. Well, you're darned if you do, and you're darned if you don't. I mean, uh, what what we're looking at now is the Democrats are going to nominate Joe Biden, who ran as a transitional figure and now says, trust me, I'm going to be 82 shortly after the election, and count on me being at my vibrant best all the way through till the age of 86 when I will end my second term. I mean, nobody believes that. And, 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 and secondly... You're right. If they try and replace him, they're, they're, one way is for him to do what uh, LBJ did in March of 1968, and that is say after the New Hampshire primary, I'm not running, and people ran. Another way to do it is just to simply stay in until um, a lot of the delegates have been selected and then step aside and let the delegates who are Biden-pledged delegates make the decision. And I, my suspicion is that if it does happen, that's the more likely way that it's going to happen is that, that it's sometime in 2024 after a bunch of delegates have been elected, uh, that, uh, that, that that's the best way to do it. But, you know, he doesn't want to do it. He and his wife have convinced themselves that he is the only Democrat who can beat Donald Trump. In reality, he may be the only one of the de- only major Democrat who can lose to Donald Trump. That's what these numbers say. These numbers say that, that the Democrats are in deep trouble if Joe Biden is on it. Remember, a generic Republican 
gets 52% of the vote, and Biden gets 36. Nikki Haley is up by eight, and Donald Trump in the battleground states is up by four. The election is going to come down to those six states, and Biden is in no good shape in any of them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, he makes, look, it, uh, Biden has a, a long documented history of making bad decisions. And I think he's making another one. Where, what did Carl say, that he's the only Democrat that could lose to Donald Trump? That you put a bunch of other Democrats that are, uh, you put them on the ticket and they, they, would, they would beat Donald Trump is what he's saying? So the Democrats are going, if he's the only Democrat that can lose to Donald Trump, and Donald Trump scares the bejeebies out of him, they've got to be trying, they've got to be panicking, going, how do we get rid of this guy? There's uh, Betty in Oklahoma City. Hello, Betty. Hello, Tom. How are you doing today? Good. 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 Hi. Good. Good. You know, uh, I was listening to you earlier when you talking about, you know, people being dead and voting. I mean, to me, I remember that going out in the 60s. I mean, apparently they, yes. uh, it was talked about people were going to the graveyards and getting names and having them vote for the Democrats. Go to the graveyard and yeah. write down the names? <laughs> yes. Yes. It, yes. Has, yes. A- it has been going on a long time that people have played that game of getting dead people to vote. I mean, the, the joke is in Chicago. Not only if you're dead, vote early, but vote often. So, yes, it's been going on. And they wonder why we don't trust them. And, Tom, I don't think nobody in this country really trusts any of the systems, the government systems, or anything else out there. And you can't blame them. And I do wish that people would educate themselves or wise up or understand what, the economy means, and when they say tax the rich, that's just code for tax everybody else but the rich. And when they talk about the rich paying their fair share, that's a, a jail gang or a con gang where they're going to hit up. And- yeah. Well said. time it is so they have a bunch of um you know it's tuesday it's it's 4 it's 5 it's 4 30 in the afternoon uh on the east coast and they've had protests all day long in various places in new york city and there's a, a big parade of palestinian pro-palestinian people marching down I'm trying to see what street that is. It looks like it's down by Washington Park, Washington Square. In any case, they're they're out there and they they get their permits and the New York PD manages it pretty well. There was a a group earlier and they were definitely in, in Washington Square and they were uh, ch- they have a chant. Got to get a chant if you're gonna if you're gonna have a protest. You want to be a protest leader. You got to come up with a chant. So they were chanting. Genocide Joe has to go. 
Yep. Gen- Genocide Joe has to go. So even the pro-Palestinian people are uh we i mean we know we know this and we know there's a large arab population in michigan primarily around dearborn and that's where uh there's just a lot of muslims that live in that part of the country and they um what what concerns the democrats on top of all the other problems that joe has is that michigan is a battleground state and they don't want to lose Michigan. And before Donald Trump came along, Michigan was pretty much uh, Democrats owned it. But they're worried because of the fact that the Muslim population in that area outside Detroit, they are uh, could swing the election. And they are mad at Joe Biden for being nice to Israel. So Joe Biden is trying to not be nice to Israel, but still be nice. to. He's trying to have it both ways. And he does, and and I, I just for the life of me, I do not understand. There's a lot of Democrats that are, that have shown their true colors. Jimmy Carter, no question, had no use for Israel, none. He tried to broker all kinds of peace agreements, and he would he would put one together, and it would fall apart before you knew what happened. Barack Obama was clearly not a friend of Israel. He did not like Israel, and he still, yesterday he was uh, at some political function and said that nobody's hands are clean. So he's blaming Israel, he's blaming the Hamas, everybody else. So, I mean, it's they're, they're trying to walk it down the middle. And Joe Biden, is, is not, he doesn't know what to do. So it's... Um, and and our our Secretary of State Anthony Blinken running around over the Middle East trying to get people to uh, get on board with uh, backing Israel and the fact that Hamas I still find this absolutely amazing Hamas was able to do a mass casualty terrorist massacre of innocent civilians and come out of it with people hating Israel. It's fascinating. The psych. It's 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 been around for quite some time, but I mean, it's really getting to the point I think where they're perfecting it. The psyops is what they call it in the military. Psychological operations, where you get people to. That's what they're doing. They're getting people to turn against Israel, and poor old Palestinians. And I'll tell you, they're not the same as Hamas. But they voted for Hamas, and they don't like Israel. They want to get Israel right off the face of the map. And so you've got all these people out there that are jumping up and down pro-Israel, pro and, and the, the Dems don't know what to do. And then you've got the uh, Rashida Tlaib, who is, is clearly in favor of the Palestinians and not Israel. So they're going at each other. Netanyahu, I know he's in political trouble, but not, I mean, they're already predicting he'll be thrown out the minute the hostilities end. And that doesn't sound like it's going to be anytime soon. But Netanyahu is holding his ground saying, look it, we were attacked, we are the victim, and we are going to retaliate. Here's what Netanyahu had to say today about taking a a pause. Well, there'll be no... uh 
ceasefire, general ceasefire in Gaza without the release of our hostages. As far as tactical little pauses, an hour here, an hour there, we've had them before. I suppose uh, we'll check the circumstances in order to enable uh, goods, humanitarian goods to come in or our hostages, uh, individual hostages to leave. But I don't think there's going to be a general ceasefire. Uh, it's not that I don't think. I think it will hamper the war effort. It'll hamper our effort to get our hostages out because the only thing that works on these criminals in Hamas is the military pressure that we're exerting. Yeah. But he, he did kind of give some hope to people that are the pacifist saying, well, did you hear him? Did you hear him? He said there might be a, a little pause here, a little pause there, but, but we're not going to have a ceasefire. It will set us back. Then Queen Abdullah from Jordan the king didn't say anything, but Queen Abdullah came out, and she, I believe, is Palestinian. Here's what she had to say. If you manage to eliminate all of Hamas, what next? The root cause of this conflict is an illegal occupation. It is uh, routine human rights abuses, uh, illegal settlements, uh, um, disregard to UN resolutions and international law. If we do not address these root causes, then you can kill the combatant, but you cannot kill the cause. Yeah. So she says it's uh, illegal occupation and all the other terrible things. So that's the argument coming from the Palestinian side. And she does have a point. You can kill the, the people, but you can't kill the, the, the ideologues. Actually, you can I'll go back to the Nazis. The American Nazis, the German Nazis, Nazis are still alive and well. They're not well. They're, they're, they're small and in. they're not effective. They're, they have no voice. They're a bunch of goofballs running around with swastikas on them, acting like they're tough. So you have, so, but you still have Nazis out there. You haven't completely in, eliminated the Nazi ideals. But you basically have eliminated the Nazis as a, as a group that has any relevance. We did the same with ISIS. ISIS is not completely gone. They're still around. But we've turned them into nothing. They don't have much of a voice. They're crying. They are, of course they're crying. But they really don't have the power that they had a few years back. So this is what we're dealing with. Uh, John Kirby, he basically listed the official White House policy, which is Joe Biden wants a two-state solution. Here's John Kirby. We certainly agree that uh, Hamas isn't just an organization. There's an ideology behind this, this terrorist group that slaughtered 1,400 Israelis on the 7th of October. Uh, and while you can go after the leaders and eliminate the leaders and disrupt the network, and we've proven that we know how to do that against groups like al-Qaeda and ISIS, it is difficult to kill the ideology. Now, she's also talking about uh, history here and, and how things ended up the way they did in Gaza and uh, in the West Bank. And I think that the history is obviously long, it's complicated, it's complex, uh, and it's good for all of us to remind ourselves of, of how we got here. But it's also important to remember that we still believe in a two-state solution. In the United States, we still, President Biden still supports this as a, as a viable vision and a promise for both a Jewish democratic state 
and a free and independent Palestinian state. That is the way we believe that both sides can live in peace and security going forward. And even though we're in the middle of a conflict, Phil, the president hasn't given up on that, and we're continuing to talk to our partners throughout the region uh, about how to get back on track to some sort of viable two-state two-state solution here. Yeah. So basically, you live next door to the neighbor that hates you, and you think peace will will be maintained. They won't send rockets over into you. Eight five five two nine five sixty six hundred. I just am fascinated by people being fascinated. Because I'm not. Very surprised by the Reuters poll that came out today where only 8% of the people said that uh, the war in, um, in uh, Israel is, a, is a, a number one concern for them. 20% said the economy is the number one concern for them. But they are concerned. There are 8% still a lot of people. And with the protest, we're seeing, again, it's, it's in the middle of the afternoon, and they're protesting all over various locations in New York. I don't know if they're in your neighborhood, in your city. But um, gun sales are way up when you start talking war. Uh, David Kowalski is a gun store owner, and he said people who never thought they'd own a gun are coming in to buy one. I have a lot of people coming in um, saying that they've never thought they'd be in this position where they had to purchase, own, or train with a firearm, um, and they're coming in and wanting more information on how to obtain one, train with one, and to be able to protect their family and loved ones during the time. Yeah. Uh, yesterday in um, a nice suburb of Los Angeles, Thousand Oaks, Westlake Village. It's out in, on, on, basically across the L.A. line into Ventura County. And it, so they had a group of people out there with Palestinian flags. And they had a group of people out there that were carrying um, Israeli flags. And they clashed. And somebody hit a 60-something-year-old man over the head with a megaphone, he fell, hit his head, and they uh, he was conscious. The police interviewed him, brought him to the hospital. He died last night. So we have a death involved, and that's where you get these gun sales will really skyrocket. Uh, back to David Kowalski talking about the, the, the attack on the guy in Thousand Oaks. It's just one of the concerns that Jewish people have. Aside from neighborhoods being vandalized, synagogues, areas, you know, saying they want to kill Jews um, and direct threats, they are very conscientious, very worried um, about what is going on uh, around them and around the country in general. Yeah. So people get worried. Gun sales are up. I don't blame them. It basically was a group of of. It looked like mostly retired people. So you got a bunch of retired people in Thousand Oaks, California, that are pro-Palestinian. You got another group of retired people that are pro-Israel. And they went at it yesterday. You would think they'd be kind of past that. But nope. 
So it's not just the the people, Jewish folks coming in, but it's couples that are also showing up in this guy's store. There's been definitely a large surge in Jewish women uh, wanting to protect their families, learning how to train. Um, also a large rise in couples wanting to uh, train together, um, which is something that's a bit anomalous. Um, they start out very, very hesitant. They've never shot before. They've never held a gun before. And uh, once we're done with their training, they feel much more emboldened and confident in their abilities. And obviously, I encourage further training, but it's a good start. Yeah. People are worried. They're worried about the economy. They're worried about the world. And when it comes to worrying about their safety and crime, they're going to the gun store. So this guy says he also offers non-lethal training as well. Well, I mean, obviously, as we know, you know, here in America, each state has a different policy on their gun laws and ownership. Um, I do have people reaching out from other states saying, hey, can you find training or maybe workout training? And unfortunately, in some states, it's just not feasible because of the current laws and restrictions they have there. Um, you know, I do offer alternatives to non-lethal suggestions. Um, however, you know, options are sort of limited as to what truly can protect against a, a, a true, you know, atrocity or a true direct threat. Yeah. Have you noticed the stories that are more common than ever before about knives? People are, are stabbing other people. They attack him with a knife. And I, I don't know why this is coming along. Maybe um, the gun laws are keeping some of the criminals from buying guns, but they can buy guns on the, down on the corner. But going through a gun dealer, maybe there's a lot of people that know that they have a criminal background. They have felony convictions. They can't get a, they cannot get a permit. So they're just carrying gun, they're carrying knives, and they're just as deadly. So it's uh, it's where we are, and that's why I think it also, with all of this going on, the crime, the war in Israel, the, the, the people that are protesting on the streets of America, and in the case yesterday in Los Angeles where an older um, pro-Israel guy uh, was uh, hit on the head and fell, hit his head, died last night. So that's, that just ratchets up the fear. Then you've got the open border, and we've been, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about the fact that we don't know who's coming in. We do have we do know that they've caught 195 uh, people on the terrorist watch list in the last year. How many got away that we never caught? Probably double that. So people are looking over the the list of of concern. You said. Story after story about people suffering from anxiety because of all of this. So I don't know where you're going to go. Um, if you're a politician out there, if you're the president, <laughs> your chances of getting uh, reelected are going downhill. We, we, if you just joined us earlier, we, we started the show, and it was one Democrat after another complaining about joe biden and and they're going it, it may be too late but i think this is joe biden who was it that made the comment about the fact that uh, oh it was uh, josh barrow 
talking about the fact that it's Joe and his wife think that they are that he's the only one who can beat Donald Trump because he did beat him in 2020. But as Van Jones even said, just because you won the Super Bowl last year doesn't mean you're the best team this year. So the Democrats are, are beside themselves. Joe thinks he's the only Democrat that can win. And the Democrats are going, you're the only Democrat that can lose. I don't know. Um, when it comes to who's, who can win and who can't, tomorrow night is the Republic, five Republicans left on the debate stage. And you know they're going to be gunning after Nikki Haley because she is all of a sudden on fire. Her numbers are way up. The New York Times poll over the weekend said that she would easily beat uh, Joe Biden if she was the candidate. She would beat him by many more points than Donald Trump would. So we'll see tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, NBC. We'll see if... um, Somebody has a flub, changes their, uh, or or does really well, changes their prospects for winning a presidential election. But that's tomorrow night.